Welcome everyone. And before I start today's episode, I just want to warn everyone that this episode will contain talks about sexual assault, rape, and murder. Viewer discretion is advised. Once again, welcome to Neverland Case Files. Thank you so much to all of my supporters who have been there for me this last year and been so patient with getting these case files back up and running. Today we will be talking about maybe one of the worst serial killers and child rapists to ever live, Albert Fish. Let me say I've heard a lot of ugly people and horror serial killers, but this guy makes John Gacy sound like a teddy bear to me. But let's open that case file so that you can give your own opinions and get started on the case of Albert Fish. Born in May 19, 1970, and was actually born Hamilton Howard Fish, but he changed his name to Albert after being given a nickname, Ham and Eggs, and teased in his early life, Fish spent most of his early life in an orphanage, where he was allegedly beaten and possibly sexually abused. He was actually aroused by the beatings, which only resulted in more beatings, because the orphanage that he was in was run by nuns. So it was believed that he was being sexually abused by one of the nuns or even multiple, and so were some of the other boys, and maybe even had to watch some of the abuse of the other boys, which just made his sexual arousal even worse. Fish later stated in his adult life that he was aroused by the beatings and seeing the other boys beat too. Fish stayed in the orphanage for a few years until he was nine years old, and his mother could take care of him, but the damage that was left by the orphanage was already done. Fish finally returned home, and his mother claimed in reports that he often wet the bed, a common trait among boys who grew up to be serial killers. Around the age of 12, Fish also developed a bizarre habit with a boy he was in a relationship with. This is very, very weird to me. The two would eat and drink each other's urine and fecal matter, which is just all kinds of wrong in my opinion, and doing it at the age of 12, this guy needed serious therapy help, which wasn't big and around that time and age. Unfortunately, after all of my research, we will never know when the crimes of Albert Fish first started. But allegedly, he had started sexually assaulting young boys when he was as young as 20 years old. The number of victims may have never be truly known, but many believe the sexual assault was in the 100s. That he sexually assaulted over 100, not just boys, little girls too. Which is just terrible to think that maybe there was 100 different victims of just sexual assault surprising to some, Fish actually did have six children. Many believe that he did not commit any of his crimes to his own kids. For me personally, I believe this is more of a decision in his own mind. 
Many victims of a sexual assault of a family member say that the family member was only said it was okay because they were not blood-related. For example, it's okay for it to happen if it's a stepbrother, father, or adopted sibling. This is just my personal opinion, nothing based in facts. But I believe in his mind he believed it wasn't okay to do to his own kids, but was okay to do to other kids. Which I just think is wrong, because if you do it to one person, it's not okay to do it to anybody. Nobody. No, nobody should have to go through that in their life, ever. Now, how many victims did this man have? We can never be sure. This did take place a long time ago, before DNA evidence and detectives were looking and analyzing everything, and were able to do more research than they are now. What we can track is and look at is what Albert Fish told after he was arrested. Fish had intended on killing his first victim, but he claimed the weather was too hot, which I think is just bizarre. Um, a lot of people have said that he actually had sympathy towards this first victim, but I don't think he wanted to be looked at that way whenever he was telling the story. Fish had already been torturing and sexually assaulting this victim, a 19-year-old boy with an intellectual disability, over the course of two weeks. The torture included, sorry to all the squeamish listeners, cutting off half of the boy's genitals and pouring peroxide over the wound. Now, I have had peroxide poured over my knee whenever I scraped it up really bad after a bike accident. I would never be able to imagine what that would be like on genitalia, especially on somebody who wouldn't be able to understand what was really happening and just feel the pain. I feel sorry for this young man, but I am glad that he made it out alive at least. Now we are searching into the years of 1919 and 1924. Fish stabbed a boy with an intellectual disability. This was nine years after the first known victim that he did not kill. Allegedly, Fish chose children with disabilities or African-American children as victims because police were less likely to investigate their disappearances or murders. This is still a sad fact that is true of today's victims of different backgrounds. Like, for the instance of Jeffrey Dahmer, many people did not go and investigate any of the missing people because they were in part of the gay community, and people didn't want to look at that. Also, a lot of serial killers tend to target the... Sorry, I was trying to think of the word. They tend to target the prostitutions prostitution rings just because they know the police won't go and search for those victims. Still so sad. Historians do know that many of his victims became his meals. Fish was interested in cannibalism and even invited his own children to eat raw meat with him. Now we get into his first nickname, the Gray Man given to him based on his next victim. In 1924, Fish killed nine-year-old Francis McDonald by strangling him with suspenders. 
The boy's body was sexually assaulted and hung up by a tree in the boy's neighborhood. After he was discovered, police were given descriptions of an older man with a gray mustache who was last seen with the child. But police did not assume that this older man was the one who killed Francis based on the coroner's lengthy description of the damage done. The police were looking for someone much younger than Fish. Police were now on the hunt for the gray man. He was also given many more nicknames. The Werewolf of Winchester, the Brooklyn Vampire, the Moon Maniac, and the Boogeyman. Which I think is just especially scary because many children are told the story of the Boogeyman in order to behave at night. The last nickname is, has a very interesting story. It happened after the murder of four-year-old Billy Gaffner in 1927. Billy was playing with his neighbor, also named Billy, when they both mysteriously disappeared. Police were able to find the three-year-old Billy. When they asked who took the four-year-old child, he said the boogeyman took Billy Gaffner. That is just scary to think about that this little boy saw Albert Fish and immediately took him for the boogeyman. Terrifying. And I'm sure that kid probably needed therapy for the rest of his life and probably didn't get it because of the time and age it was in. Now we've been talking about a couple of different murders that Albert Fish was known to have, but now I want to get into the murder that led to Albert Fish's arrest. Fish saw an ad in a paper for a man named Edward Budd who wanted to work in the country. Fish came to the man's home and claimed to be a farmer who could give him work. Fish appeared to be a kind older gentleman who was trustworthy. The deal was made and Fish originally planned to kill Edward, but changed his tune after he got to know 10-year-old Grace Bud, and decided to set his sights on her instead. Fish told the family that he was attending a 10-year-old niece's birthday party later that day and convinced the family to let him take Grace with him. That was the last time Grace Bud was seen by her family ever. Fish killed Grace in an abandoned home outside of town. He did not return to the Bud home. When her disappearance was reported, police already had many witnesses to testify about the man who'd last seen her. Everything he told them was a lie, of course. No one is surprised at all by that. I am so sorry about the background noise. I have cats running around everywhere. <laughs> there are five other cases that may have been linked to fish between the years 1926 and 1932. But what we do know is that fish was arrested for the murder of Grace Bud in 1934. He was caught after sending a horrifying letter detailing the murder and consumption of Grace's body to her parents. This is part of that letter. Dear Miss Bud, on Sunday, June of the 3rd, 1928, I called on you at 406 West 15th Street. Brought to you pot cheese strawberries. We had lunch. Grace sat on my lap and kissed me and I made up my mind to eat her. 
More of that disturbing letter can be found online. You can also find so much more of it and even his own testimony of what he said in his trial. But I am not going to repeat all of that letter because honestly, the police didn't even want to release that full letter because of the descriptions of how he ate her body. Disturbing. That letter was his downfall though. The letter matched a telegram to the family that Fish had sent when he first met them. Fish was finally caught and arrested on December of 1934. He did not deny the murder of Grace Bud and admitted to everything, including his, his original intent to kill Edward at first. He also claimed to have sent a similar letter to the parents of Billy Grafner. This letter also contained how he killed and ate the boy, just like with the letter of Grace's family. But Billy's family never actually released the letter or told anyone about it. So we don't know if this is just him trying to say that he did it or if it was actually true. Albert Fish was put on trial for the murder of Grace Budd in March 1935. There is no question about whether or not he killed Grace, but more in question about his mental state and how his punishment should be handled. Fish pled not guilty on the grounds of insanity and told the court that he was hearing the voice of God, something that many serial killers tend to say. God allegedly was telling him to kill and torture his victims. Many mental health experts and physicians took to the witness stand to testify on Fish's insanity. One commented on his ability to stay calm and tell police about Grace's murder. He wasn't in a state of psychotics, meaning he wasn't acting crazy whenever he did that and stayed so calm telling the police all about it. Not really a say that he was insane. Also, for a lot of people who have a state of psychotics, usually pass out and don't remember anything that happened in that time frame. So it's very weird that he was able to not only write a letter to the family saying what he did, but tell police very calmly about what he did. Just doesn't seem likely that he was insane and knew every intention that he was doing. Fish was finally sentenced to death. He sat on death row for 10 months before he was finally given to the electric chair. His six children did not come to visit him, and they were adults by now. They totally could have if they wanted to, which honestly, I wouldn't want to go see him either. Fish told police while he was on death row that he had children in every state. We aren't really sure if he was bothering children or tormenting children in every state. Both statements could have been very true. That's the thing about serial killers, sometimes we just don't know what they're talking about. Reportedly, when Fish sat down to be executed, he told the executioner that he didn't know why he was there. He also claimed to be excited to be in the chair as he claimed that it was the only thing he hadn't tried. Given his sexual history, I believe. With only two jolts, Fish died on January 16, 1936, at the age of 65. He was the oldest prisoner to ever be executed at that faculty.
I am so happy to be closing this case file. Albert Fish was one of the worst serial killers known to this day. Solely because of the way he murdered and ate children and sexually assaulted them. Like, this is one of the worst. What did you think of this case? Please share, follow, and give a review of this podcast to show your support. Thank you for listening and have a very killer week.